Boom, ba do ba do boom. Goju Nation. Yeah, I, I, I literally chuckle and laugh because it's become a thing now where literally as I'm about to start one of these things, a melody pops in my head and I just intro by humming the melody and I wonder if you'll even know what I'm saying or, so, or what's coming out of my face. Uh, but uh, if you figure it out, let me know. I'll be curious if you can keep up with me. Okay, comment and let me know. Uh, industry rule number 4080. Goju Nation, you have me by yourself. So you know what that means. You're going to get some qualified, verified, and certified. Uh, pleasure to be back in your presence. I thank you guys for supporting me. I thank you guys for motivating me and keeping me moving forward with this platform. Um, I appreciate the comments. I appreciate the qualitative criticism. I appreciate uh, the recommendations. They're all being uh, observed, implemented, and utilized in some way, shape, or form. But let's start right here with me working on myself. Uh, I reviewed an album on the previous podcast by a group called DVSN on OVO uh, Recordings Label. That's Drake's uh, world, that that OVO thing, is if you're not uh, up to speed on that. And um, the review of the album remains the same. That does not change. That does not change. That does not change. But what does have to change is me misrepresenting the name of the group. The name of the group is not called DVSN. The group is called Division. R&B duo division. Uh, think Urban, Hall of Notes. Look them up if you know who Hall of Notes is. All right, necessary, necessary homework for you. Um, but um, it's called Division. They're grinding. They're doing their thing. Um, hopefully, I'll get something that I could review better than I did the previous project. But Division's the name of the group, not DVSN. You gentlemen deserve the proper respect of what the name of your group is and to be represented moving forward. Uh, hopefully bigger and better things moving forward for you guys. Division is the name of the group. Division is the name of the group. Um, that's two for two, right? We're going to work on getting this uh, this research right before we move forward here. Uh, qualified. Here we go. Here we go. Qualified. Uh, more album reviews for you. Let's start with R&B artist Coco Jones who released What I Didn't Tell You uh, on Def Jam. It's about seven songs. I'm realizing now that Albums are now becoming under 10 songs for some of these R&B things. I'm not sure if those are EPs. Um, they're, they're, they're definitely not albums, but they're somewhere falling in between. Seven songs by Coco Jones. Her voice is absolutely easy on the ears. There is no reason why this young lady should not be signed to a record deal. She can absolutely sing. No question there. The album's one of those, uh, when you have company come over, you play Coco Jones. Okay, as you company coming in, you're giving them drinks and putting out appetizers and hors d'oeuvres and stuff like that, uh... You play Coco Jones. Her album doesn't uh, mess up the vibe of the room in any way, shape, or form. Um, there's nothing bad on the album, yet nothing spectacular. Um, it doesn't necessarily pass the five-year test for me, but it is good. Double Back is produced by London on the track, which is one of the standout records. It sounds like a throwaway record she would have produced. he would have produced for Summer Walk if they were still dealing with each other, but no. And ICU is standout as well, too. Uh, Spend It is also nice too, but guess what I just did, right? I said it's seven songs, I just named three that are decent to good, right? So the album may be better than advertised. So you may have a better feeling about it than I do. Um, but what this project does say, more than anything else, 
is that yes, she can sing. Yes, she is ready. And yes, she is building and evolving as an artist. And we're probably a project or two away from getting that standardized main, I won't say mainstream, but that classic record or album from this artist. Um, what needs to happen here is that her label and her drive needs to keep progressing and moving forward and take more steps forward and not backwards. And it's going to happen. She's going to have that career album, that landmark album is coming. She's a beautiful black woman, beautiful African-American woman. And um, and her voice is just as beautiful and matches as well, too. So I look forward to better things from Coco Jones as well. Uh, next, unqualified is Legacy Artist Nasir Jones has released King's Disease 3. Couple of salient points as we speak about Mr. Jones. One, if you had a current, I repeat, current time capsule of hip-hop, say in the past three to five years, this album would be one of the albums you would put inside of that album. Excuse me, inside of that time capsule. It speaks volumes. It does. Nasir Jones has aged like fine wine as he has nor needs. Listen to this. No guest artists on this 17, 17 song opus. 17 songs, no guest artists, all Nasir Jones. And guess what? You don't miss it at all. You totally embrace Nasir Jones and where he is. In his bag, as he has a depth at staying current, staying relevant, as well as remaining nostalgic. He was prophetic on the last album, Magic, or may have been King's Disease 2, as he proclaimed that he and Hit Boy are the new gangstar, meaning that as far as an R&B uh, production hip-hop team, that they are it. Now, here's the only difference. But the chemistry at this point is totally inseparable at this point. You don't listen to this album and think that anybody else could or should be doing beats or records with Nas at this point. It should just be Hit Boy. The only difference with this analogy is that, just calling it what it is, that Premier is probably a better career producer than Hit Boy. And Nas is probably a career better rapper than, than, uh, than Guru. Not a criticism, just factual information. Legit. Reminisce, strong, 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 legit. Uh, takes a sample from a old classic or, uh, urban movie and drives that as the base behind the track. If you can pick that out, good for you. And Reminisce uh, samples Memory J. Blige, but not the way you think it does. And it uh, represents a very strong message in that song as well, too. And to stay relevant... Uh, if that's a if he needs to, here's a song called WTF and Scratch My Head. So it's WTF SMH, uh, which gives you a strong glimpse into Nasir Jones understanding today's rap landscape musically. King's Disease Three, worth your time and your energy. Absolutely, I predict might be a little fast. Predict this being a Grammy nominated album along with Kendrick Lamar. And a dark horse right now is Freddie Gibbs in the rap category. We'll see what happens. I've been pretty good at these things. Let's see what happens. All right, here we go. Here we go. Last thing on the qualify. I am a huge fan. I'm pretty sure like most of the culture is Afrobeats. A couple of things I love about Afrobeats. One, they took the genre where reggaeton couldn't. Okay, it's officially mainstream. All different genres and cultures have embraced and adopted the sound. Beyonce using on her last album. Uh, I'm pretty sure Rihanna was there. You know, Drake introduced that to us in a, in a mainstream format. But um, I just love the fact that it's been totally embraced. And 
The second thing is that it's such a great vibe that can apply to a multitude of emotions. You got company coming over, Afrobeats. You feel like just chilling and having a cigar or a drink, Afrobeats. You want a road trip, Afrobeats. You having a stimulating conversation with mixed company, Afrobeats. And I preface that because I just very much enjoyed listening to More Love, Less Ego by WizKid. Strong project, man. Just strong, feel-good project. Bad to me and Too Sugar, my personal standouts. My singles are the hit records. Those are my personal standouts. I just love how he and Burner Boy are leading the charge in this lane, which is great because it correlates to what they represent, almost like reggae artists. They're not really, they're not going to abandon this based upon the popularity growing or diminishing. It'll just be what they do moving forward. And that genuine element of approach to what they're doing is what makes it speaks volumes as to why Afrobeats may potentially, send it works, send talks, have a Grammy category this upcoming year. More love, less ego. Absolutely a vibe. Whiz kid. Take the time to enjoy and appreciate. Okay? Qualified, qualified, qualified. Here we are. Taking that left turn in the verify. This is going to take some time. And I need Goju Nation to pay close attention to what I'm saying here. and Especially women, because this, is, this, is, this, this speaks to uh, something that's not being said out loud. And you're, you're going to find out that I'll say that phrase a lot. I'll say out loud what's not being said. There, as, 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 as women deservedly, deservedly, need to be on an equal platform and that speaks to how they've been dealing with you know culturally how they've been dealing with emotionally speaks to the, the job workplace and, you know just things of that you know small things like you know wage equal equality stuff like that but there's a double standard that women are not recognizing that they have to adopt to as well too when it comes to this dating and say online stuff and things like that, man. I want, I want, I'm going to explain something that I'm not sure if they're paying attention to. I'm going to give you a little history lesson, okay? Men have had to deal with rejection from an early age. So example. Once you guys get 13, 14, you start liking people and there's dances and you have to, you know, dates, depending on where you are in the country, this is when you start seeing, you know, men and women saying, I like this person, I like that person, I want to go out with that person, they want to explore more relationship past the casual friendship. What happens is, is that the guys are piranhas, okay, they circle like sharks, they go after the girls immediately and say, I like you, I like you, I like you, and then girls at this age learn how to reject, they say, yeah, I like you, but I don't like you like that. Um, or they like somebody else. Or as we're growing and learning, or as the kids are growing and learning emotionally, uh, they 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 are they're do they're doing rejection in ways of discovery. So for example, they'll not like you, but they'll like your friend. And the way that they express that or break that down may not be done the best way. That's because they're young. We don't know any better. But my point being is that men learn early. Boys learn early about rejection. Because if you like a girl and a girl doesn't like you, you have to deal with it. You just have to deal with it and you have to be okay with it and not be in a position to do anything wrong or aggressive. You have to respect the woman's wish to not want to interact with you in that way. Well, here's what has happened as we have gotten older. Women have not experienced that at the level 
or at the amount of frequency as men have. So when they are rejected, as we get older, they perceive it as if some form of disrespect. That is not the case. So let me give you an example of today. You can go out, you can meet a person, you can go out with them, you can hang out with them, and you can be enjoying that woman's company like no other and want to build and do something significant with that person. Speaking generally, everything being equal. If that woman decides she doesn't want to be with you anymore, she can just ghost you today. She may not even respect you enough to call you to tell you that she's no longer interested. She will simply ghost you. And you as the man have to be strong enough to receive that ghosting as if it's just par for the course. That's just what happens. Here's the salient point. God forbid it's the other way around. God forbid that the woman's enjoying your company, spending time with you, and wants to do something more significant with you and be in your life and space, and you ghost her. Or you don't call her to respectfully let her know that you may not be interested. Or you might even let her know that you are not interested. But still, for some off-the-wall reason, it is the most level of insensitivity on planet Earth. You are officially an asshole. <laughs> Especially if she talks to her friend and tells them the story. But for some reason, that's not okay. But yet, when it's the other way around, it is okay. I just submit... That we pay attention to that as we move forward because we're doing this was good for the goose is not good for the gander way of thinking. But yet want equal reciprocal respectful relationship dynamics when it comes to other areas of outside of relationship, environmental, social, economical, uh, from a standpoint of work environment. And I'm just saying... Women are not thinking about that, or if they are thinking about it, or if they aren't thinking about it, I'm bringing it to light to submit to start thinking because there's an unfairness there that needs to be just understood. So make sure your expectations are spoken out loud, both sides, men and women, okay? And speak and live your truth because that's something that women are as adept as being Scheming as men are. Now, men, right out lie. <laughs> okay. I got money when I don't have money. Okay. This is my call and it's not my call. But what women don't do is they don't say what their not truth is. They won't say that they are seeing other people when they're seeing you. They won't say that they have other things happening in their lives when they're dealing with you. You have to just stick with them through their lane of what they're dealing with and expect on the other end that things are okay. I can speak specifically to saying that I've had to encounter non-truth-bearing females, women, who have stated out loud what their expectations are, what they deserve, what they will not deal with, and what they will not handle or have in their life. But yet... On the flip side, give out every piece of pain on the other side as if it is acceptable. That unequivocally 
comment, uh, criticize, uh, contradict, um, state your examples as much as you want or wish. But what I just said is 1000% unequivocally verified. <laughs> okay. Let's certify this and, and get us going where we got to go. Few things here, son of certified. Um, I have a friend, Master Killer. Y'all know Katia. Y'all seen Katia on the podcast. One of the things that Katia does that I, that I just embrace within our friendship is that she checks on her friend. She does not let time go by without asking me how I am, how is my spirit, how am I feeling, am I okay? Uh, are there things that can be done to, to work that out? Not necessarily that she's going to be the one to work it out, but she checks on her friend to make sure that her friend is okay and doesn't assume that he is okay. And that's something I beyond appreciate. And it's something I want to spread out to you as well, too. I want to pay it forward. Check on your friends. Don't assume that they're okay. Don't assume that they have the bandwidth to deal with what you may be dealing with right now because they may be going through something. You know, pour into them. It's a Katia term I love from her as well, too. Pour into them as they pour into you. Check on your friends and make sure that they're okay. And if they need something from you, if it's within your length and bandwidth, provide what they need as well, too. I lost two good friends because they did not check on their friend. They, wanted, they were questioning why I didn't check on them. And that was not reciprocal. And that's that dynamic. Uh, Master Killer does that and, 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 uh, and RZA does that. Jizza does that too. Um, Y'all know my Wu-Tang Clan analogies. You know what those people are. Next. And uh, Jizza does this with me. Tibby. She checks on me to make sure whatever my best laid plans are, I'm still working on them. And I'm motivated through her and supported through her to keep moving forward on the things that I aspire to accomplish. And damn there is an assistant director on my right arm as far as being present with me on these things. Um, it's something that is something that helps me move forward. It helps, you know, it raises it takes a village to raise Italian. She's absolutely one of the people that jumps in on that village aspect. So motivate and support your friends as well too if they're going through a health challenge be there for them pick them up from the hospital visit them afterwards if they have ambitions and goals supply them tools that can help them get where they got to go to make their, their journey a little bit easier a little bit shorter be present for them in the sense that they will be present excuse me let me rephrase that be present for your friends in the way you would want them to be present for you so motivate and support them Within their ambitions, their goals, their desires, uh, their ambitions. Be present for them in that sense. Motivate and support. Uh, and this is for you as an individual. Don't look for people to do this for you. You must do this for other people. Right? Uplift the people around you. I have a close friend that I have to remind on a consistent basis to stop telling me what he doesn't know. And stop telling me I don't know. Because that's not uplifting. That is, I don't want to say negative, but it's definitely not proactive. Uh, it's more reactive. And when people are going through things in life, they need to know that they have people 
they need to know they can, they will be uplifted. It's almost as if, you know, who motivates the motivator? One of my phrases that if you know me, you know I use that phrase a lot. You need to be there for them in ways that they might not expect you to be there. So give them a book to read. Forward them a passage from a motivational speaker. Be that motivational speaker. Um, be present in a sense where you could push them further on their journey. At a great, I, I, I'd be filming, we're filming the pod, we're filming the, uh, the, the video podcast here as well for industry number 4080. I had a great conversation with a, with, a, with, a, with a wonderful person there about what's happening historically in our culture and the reasons why these things have happened. And what she appreciated more than anything else is that the upliftment of the conversation was something she hadn't had in her present current situation. She wasn't mad at anybody. She was just appreciative and embraceive of what was being told to her. And it motivated her to go read some things that we discussed. And I look forward to having some more great conversations with her, Miss Kayla. And um, it's because I uplifted. I walked in the room with an uplifting energy and say, hey, guys, let me show you what I know about, what we can learn, what we can do. Push, 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 motivate. That, Goju Nation, unequivocally certified. Unequivocally. Industry rule number 4080, video podcasts are on YouTube, audio podcasts are on Apple and Podbean. More platforms are coming. Of course, we're on social media, IG, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all under the moniker Gotham Jungle. One word, Gotham Jungle. Goju Nation, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm, uh-uh. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. You are appreciated You are respected And thank you for keeping this platform motivated By doing the things that you do and say uh, This is Tally in shooting number 4080 We'll see you See you next time